Christmas is just around the corner, and Flyover Film Show is here to spread a little holiday cheer. You know what would make a great gift to yourself this holiday season? Starting that podcast that's been swirling around in your mind since mid-March of this year when we were all quarantined. It's what Olivia and I did, and look where we are now. We got help from Ready, Set, Podcast, and our first episode was recorded and released before we knew it. Ready, Set, Podcast has prices to fit any budget. Options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. Then they make it super easy to create your own podcast. They'll help you record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their website or social media. www.readysetpodcast.xyz Ready, Set, Podcast. Turning your brilliant idea into reality. So before we jump into our episode, we want to say to everyone, Merry Christmas! Good King Wenceslas last looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about deep in Christmas even brightly shone the moon that night though the frost was cruel when a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel. All right. Well, I just want everyone to know that Isaac and Eric really wanted me to sing and play literally in any instrument, but I, I refused. <laughs> I said, I didn't want to show off for everyone, and you're welcome flyover country christmas 2021 uh, we've already signed you up i'm gonna be honest <laughs> oh, i think i think you could have done better than whatever i just did i'm really not proud of that no i i i think that that is not at all the case in any capacity but anyway i'm olivia clement i'm eric fam and i'm isaac sims and, and this is flyover <laughs> film show Sorry, i was supposed to say that part <laughs> i was like oh he's he's uh putting up his guitar now my vocal cords hurt from that jingle. You're Carol, you got, not jingle. You you nailed it. Have, uh, Good King Wenceslas comes up in one of the movies we're going to talk about tonight. One that's on oh. my list. So okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and in this episode, we are taking a breather and discussing our favorite Christmas movies because it is the holiday season. This episode's coming out on Christmas Eve. So we're going to talk Is about it coming out on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm, I think Christmas so. Day? I think Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. Well, who Merry knows? Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. As my brother says, Merry Chrysler. Isn't that from, that's from something, isn't it? Probably. Pro- I would guess it's from a Christmas movie. <laughs> I was thinking like a, a vine or something, but Mer- I mean. Oh, the Merry Cl- Chrysler. I think that's from a vine. Merry Chrysler is from Mary a Chrysler. vine. Merry Chrysler. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Um, anyway, Merry Chrysler and happy holidays, everyone. I can hear... Holidays, like D-A-Z. I can hear a bunch of live, laugh, love moms coming after you for uh, I, desecrating Christmas. I want them to. <laughs> I want them to. I would love to see that. I'll, I'll <laughs> fight them. Well, okay, so... How are we going to yeah. do this? Okay, so should we go over like the notes and the rules... And then kind of just do round robin. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, go over the notes and the rules, Isaac. Okay, so we each, we agreed that we would share our top five Christmas movies. Uh, we're going to start at five and work our way up to one. So uh, number five favorite to number one favorite. We'll discuss, have a little critique and discussion. Um Actually, I wrote these today, so I'm not sure whether or not you guys agree on them, but I feel like maybe we let's cover them real quick, make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> these movies have to be set during, oh, come on. <laughs> they have to be set during Christmas or around Christmas or involve Christmas in a somewhat significant way. Does that is that fair? I feel like that's broad yeah, enough. That's, that's kind of yeah. implied for a top five Christmas movies list. Yeah, well, no, I think that's fair because I think that'll also help justify my argument for one of my movies. And so. one for mine, and oh. I bet Eric has... Well, it's not really an argument because it's a fact, so... Okay. Oh, okay. 
Um, I love love the confidence. Love yep, the, yep. Oh my gosh. So, and that was really it. That was the, those were the only rules we had. <laughs> so, but I, but we didn't discuss them beforehand. So, uh, now we're not now that we're on the same page. Real quick, let's share one thing that we have watched recently. I I haven't watched anything recently. Have you been um, working a bunch? I've been working a whole lot. Nice. Um, I'm I, I picked up a seasonal gig. So hey. I am just working a whole whole lot right now. So that's my life. So someone else so talk sorry, about what they're Lydia. watching so I can live vicariously through them. I watched it's okay, real quick. I watched um about a week ago, I watched Paris, Texas with my friend Will Jenkins, and it is one of the most emotionally devastating movies I've ever seen. Didn't cry, but teared up a couple times doesn't go in a direction you think it's going to um rewatch the amazing spider-man which i love and i think is underrated the vast of night which is a 50s sci-fi drama thriller which is impeccable storytelling and filmmaking and jessica and i sunday night watched clue um and clue is so funny it is so good and so clever and I have are problems you just with reading your. Are you just reading your most recent? <laughs> those are my re- from your letterbox account. Those are my recent four, yeah, and I made it quick. Okay, so. okay. I res- I no, I appreciate that. I was just. I Do was you just appreciate asking. it? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> All fairies. You're, like, you're like, did you just read your four? That's the the tone. Sorry, I'm sorry. I. No, it's okay. I have been. I I'm just hey, so hey, tired. I don't want to fight. I. It's it's Christmas, Isaac. I recently, even though we're recording this in November. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Oh, Eric, you're, sorry. you're good. I recently rewatched Terminator, The Terminator, uh, T2, uh, Judgment Day, and Terminator Dark Fate, which is the newest one for keeping track. Oh. And uh, Terminator 1 still is my favorite movie out of this franchise. I actually got to meet Michael Bean, the guy who plays Kyle Reese. He was in Little Rock for a Comic-Con. Oh, cool. And he is, he's one of my favorite like 80s, 90s action stars. And he is a uh, an awesome human being. Um, when I got when I got to meet him, so uh, Terminator that I hold that movie very near and dear to my heart. So what is is so are you a one guy? Yes, I am a okay. one over two guy. I have not watched them in a very long time, um, and I need to. And I have not seen Dark Fate. Dark Fate, if it's supposed to be the definitive sequel to T two, do not watch the one with. Uh, I've seen Salvation and Genesis, but yeah. I haven't seen Dark okay, Fate. Okay, well, yet. that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, Dark Fate. If you watch it, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's, I mean, it's better than like the three other ones before it. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I like, great. I really do like James Cameron, but I think that because he, I, I, he, he has a he has a distinct style. But I think from what I remember, T one, I might prefer T one over T two, and I one hundred percent prefer Alien over aliens okay which nice. we discussed recently so yeah yeah olivia i know you didn't watch anything recently but what was the most recent thing you've watched let me look at my letterbox account real quick after i made fun of you that um the most recent thing i watched was unpregnant which is an hbo max movie oh, um yeah. oh we i think we just when we met last we talked about it um Anyone who hasn't watched it, it's about a 17-year-old girl who finds out she's pregnant and decides she wants to go to New Mexico to get an abortion because she lives in Missouri. And so she ends up going with her childhood best friend who she had fallen out of touch with because she became really pretty and popular and her, her childhood best friend was kind of a geek, loser, not super popular. And anyway... Um, so it ended up being way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, so I really, I really liked it actually. Um, but that was the last thing I watched, which was, I think the, like two weeks ago. It was, it was a minute ago. Yeah. I've been busy. So anyway, that, that, that was the last thing I watched. Nice. Um, yeah, that movie, uh, the plot definitely sounds interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna have to catch it uh, on HBO one of these days. I don't have an HBO subscription right now, but... Um, hey, you can bum off me. I'll send you my login information. Oh, wow. Nice. Because we, we have Mac. Is it the same password you use for everything? 
<laughs> did I tell did I tell y'all my password? No. no okay. <laughs> Wait, you, did we talk have we talked about passwords? No. I don't think we have. I do use the same password for everything. Uh, Wait, how did you know that? You really just said that on like podcast waves. I know, but no one knows my po- my podcast, my password. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Forever. <Yeah>. EVA. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Put the number four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you can, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up with that, Eric. Nice. My homie. Sweet. Um, oh yeah. I was going to say unpregnant. We, I've started a list called flyover film country of movies that will, would definitely, uh, be kind of in the running to be covered on this show and unpregnant Mm -hmm. was one of them. Yeah. I feel like we could do, we could do an abortion slash like pro-life double feature episode that could be pretty interesting if we did unpregnant and i think the pro-life movie is unplanned hmm. okay that i don't know if i know that who's why it's, that it's not familiar? a it's not a big movie it's it's a kind of like a christian uh production oh that's why it sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> um anyway that, just throwing oh that yeah, out yeah, yeah 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 okay so I'm ready to jump in if you guys are. This is going to be fun. Let's do it. And I knew that I had forgotten to do something whenever we started recording uh, because we just came out with such high energy. Um, So Always. (laughs) I did set a timer, so we are good on that. Uh, Um, We are really bad about remembering to set a timer. uh, We have been been really good the last, I would say, four or five episodes. This one, I was just so excited. I was like, good King Winslet. (laughs) Heck yeah. Um, okay, Eric, do you want to start us off with your number five? All right, let's do it. My number Christmas movie. Yeah. My number five pick is going to be a Christmas comedy classic, Christmas Vacation, 1989, directed by Jeremiah Chechik. Of course, it stars Chevy Chase. And I don't know if this is a little known fact. It might be. It's written by John Hughes, who has done a lot of the, uh, National Lampoon movies, vacation movies, and a lot of just those 80s. John Hughes, John Hughes. Yeah, the yeah. John Hughes. The John Hughes. He wrote uh, Christmas Vacation? Yes, he did. I didn't know that. And I think he did another one, another vacation movie. But um, yes, he did. Um, cool. I love, uh, well, before that, I, have, have you guys seen Christmas Vacation? I actually haven't. I was just talking oh. with my parents at dinner that I haven't seen it. Oh. I have. They were mad at me. I haven't. Uh, I think it's very, very funny. It's a very funny movie. Um, it's not like it's not anything earth shattering. It's just a, a feel good comedic movie to watch during Christmas. Um, of course, it has Chevy Chase playing the Clark Griswold character, and this, the plot revolves around the Griswold family, and they have their parents in town, and they're all staying under the same roof, and a whole bunch of Christmas shenanigans happen. They go by a Christmas tree. There's like thirty minutes of him hanging Christmas lights. <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus plays like this stuck-up neighbor who's really funny, and I wish she was. In I had no idea she was in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she plays a character named Margot, and she's she is hilarious. She has like three lines, but they're all really memorable. Um, and there's just so many iconic quotes from it um, that I can't think of, but uh, a lot of them come from Cousin Eddie, and uh, it's it's just a Christmas classic. What are what's like? We watched it last year. Jessica and I watched a bunch of Christmas movies together and I cannot remember. Like, I, I remember really enjoying it and she had seen it before, but this time she said, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Like whenever I watched it with my parents, mm-hmm. uh, like in high school and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But what are some of like the, I know that there are like iconic comedy moments. Yeah. You could, what are, what are like the big ones? or the big big one one is when they're at the dinner table like you have the griswolds you have their parents slash grandparents and you have cousin eddie and his family and they're at the dinner table eating on christmas night uh the dinner and it's you have like the lower class which is cousin eddie who's living out of an rv yeah (laughs) yeah middle upper class with uh the griswolds and their grandparents and it's just funny seeing the interactions with them. And there's like the dog under the table, like 
chewing up a bone and like spitting his like throwing up his guts and cousin eddie's like oh he's just yakking on a bone and, <laughs> and then there's a comment about how he's not gonna eat squirrels because they're high in cholesterol um, <laughs> it, it's it's a really fun movie i think that one is a pretty iconic moment and then when he's hanging up the christmas lights and um gets electrocuted gets electrocuted yeah. and they're just going back and forth uh trying to get the lights to turn on Nice. that's my number five christmas vacation. oh yeah and then isn't it, like at the end doesn't he turn the he turns the lights on and like it gets it's like incredibly bright and like it knocks out the power yes. grid or yes. something it, it, it i think i like died grid. at that part yeah and like julia louis dreyfus and her husband are like trying to have like a romantic night and just the the lights just shine bright into like their whole house and light that's up. what it is yeah yeah it's a classic <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. Olivia, what's your what's your number five? Great pick, Eric. It is not in my All top right. five, but I did think about it. Just want to throw it out there. All right. My top five. Are you guys ready for it? Mm-hmm. I don't Let's think go. you guys are. <laughs> mean Girls. Huh. Hmm. I haven't, you, seen, you I haven't seen Mean Girls in forever. It's been a minute. I thought you were going to say you haven't seen it. And I was like, I've I'm sorry. I've seen what? it. But what do you think I am? I guess I, <laughs> I don't know. Homeschooled. I'm logging off now. Wait, were you really? Homeschooled? <laughs> <laughs> just like, rah, rah, rah. let's see how many ways I can roast Isaac tonight. Uh, <laughs> I must do it. Yeah, so this I, way. Based off of our rules, which would have been my justification anyway, there's a, the, the talent show happens around Christmas time mm-hmm. and it's a very pivotal moment in the movie and it really shifts things around because regina george has katie switched spots with gretchen and that is so upsetting to gretchen that she starts to lose it she starts to become a little unhinged and and that really shifts the momentum of the movie so anyway i think me girls also it's one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie I realize it takes place over the course of a year, but I really feel like Mean Girls should be included. So. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna contest that. I I think that if if there is, I here's here's the thing, and you'll be kind. Of, my statement will surprise you guys once you hear my number five. But I'm not like a huge movie or Christmas movie person. Neither um, am I. Are you, Eric? No, I'm not really. We're probably not qualified to do an episode. <laughs> here's about, here's the thing. I figured at least then. one of us would be. I'm not. Turns I, out we do not care the about the holidays. So, I I actually don't really care about the holidays. Like personally, that's for lots of reasons. But like, I can't stand when people are like, "It's it's the holiday season. It's time to watch all the Hallmark Christmas movies." I'm just like, that's boring. No. I think okay, I'm no. glad we're I'm glad we're talking about this before we move any further because I think we'll have we'll have a couple minutes to recap at the end of this episode where we'll look at like okay, we have like Christmas vacation and uh but then we also have like you know, black sheep like mean girls and a bunch of mine are like that's not a Christmas movie, but it is. I would I'll argue that it is. So I'm glad we're talking about that because I think because you think of Hallmark movies and those are formulaic and trite and it's safe it's the same and plot. and we like we like the whoa and the what yeah. and the what we like the light shining into <laughs> julia dreyfus and her husband's room that those kind of christmas movies we like speakers being kicked into douchebag boyfriends faces <laughs> yep we like uh uh it's a wonderful life that's my number that's my number five so, which is like That's, the quintessential uh, Christmas movie. So yeah, everything I said, everything. I've never seen it either. <laughs> Y'all haven't? Yes. No. As in, no, I've never seen it. Yes, as in no. You need to, you need to work on that. That was very dis- misleading for a second because now I have to explain the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know. Oh. Yeah. It's I like, it's like the, I, I, I want to go back and actually look and see what, whether it could have started the Christmas movie, quote unquote, friend, mm. and and led to the Hallmark Christmas movie with like the the dad or the mom or the one of the main characters like learns something 
real about their family or themselves or what's really important in life. But it is like, it is very heartfelt. It's very sincere. The love story with his, him and his wife, um, Jimmy Stewart. I can't remember her name. That's on me. Um, it's just good. It's good. It works every time I watch this out of every movie in my top five. I watched this the most growing up. Um, and I, it's in all the themes, it's kind of, it, it works. Like it, it's the philosophy is kind of like you feel the emptiness whenever he gets, he's stuck and he realizes that he's kind of existing as this ghost out of time and watching life move on without him. It's a, uh, it's good. Like, and, and I'll compare it to another one in my top five later on. But my number five is is It's a Wonderful Life, and it's a really good movie. Y'all should watch it. It's black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought I it was did, an old movie. It looks great in black and white, too, like the snow. Yeah. Awesome. Before we go any further, I just want you guys to know that when I was trying to create my list earlier... I had a hard time thinking of five Christmas movies. And so I got on Letterboxd and I was like Christmas movies and looked in the list section. And there was one that had like 405 <laughs> Christmas movies in it. And I f- like added the filter where it only shows movies I've seen. There were nine, <laughs> nine of them, oh, the 405 wow. I had seen. Did you choose five of those nine for your top five? No, because Mean Girls wasn't in that list, but I, I added that. So you chose four. I chose four. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My number four is actually a very somewhat recent movie, and I don't know if it's it's been seen a lot, but it's also another comedy movie. Got to get my comedy movies out of the way. It's a, The Night Before. came out in 2015. It's the movie with – it's a Seth Rogen movie with yeah, Justin Gordon. I was Levin. thinking about this. Seth Gordon, uh, or Seth Rogen, and Anthony <laughs> Mackie. Michael Shannon in this movie is probably one of my favorite roles ever. Um, Michael wow. Shannon's in that movie? He plays, is he the villain? He plays a drug dealer named Mr. Green. <laughs> and Yeah, that's, that tracks. <laughs> and if you're a Michael Shannon fan, which I am, I love him in like all of his movies, and I really love him in Boardwalk Empire. So seeing him play this comedic role um is is quite something and uh i've always been a sucker for those seth rogan (laughs) seth rogan comedies and this Mm -hmm. one was right up my alley and uh joseph gordon levitt is actually the main character he plays like this dude that is going nowhere in life and seth rogan has like a family and a kid on the way anthony mackie um plays a dude that's like a football star and they're all three great friends and they have a tradition of going out every night on christmas eve but everyone's moving on in life uh, except joseph gordon levitt so uh, they have like one last christmas eve out together and they go on a quest to find this uh party that rules them all called the nutcracker ball and it's a, a whole bunch of debauchery and shenanigans happen and and if you ever want to watch it do not look at the cast list because there are some killer cameos and people that just show up out of nowhere in it. So is this, is this better than the other one that comes to mind? Like the Seth Rogen ensemble with crazy cameos. Oh, this is the end. Oh yeah. Is it this? Yeah. This one is not like as over the top and corny and high school or high school E as, as some of his other movies. It's, it's a, it's a fun movie. And if you like any of those actors, it's worth watching, worth watching just for Michael Shannon. Yeah. I will find him. <laughs> That's my general Zod. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, it. I, yeah. Also, I want to point right. out. I think that I've done. I've done like. Uh, I've done impressions on this podcast. I cannot do Jimmy Stewart, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I know that someone really wanted me to out there. I I think you should give the people what they want. But here's the thing. I can't do it. So I think we should wow. go to your number four, okay. Olivia. Okay. You can't with that attitude, I guess. Oh. Uh, my number four, I just want you guys to know that the I rest got a of bunch movie- of impressions up my list <laughs> or up my sleeve in my, yeah, list. <laughs> <laughs> up my list. A list of impressions up your sleeve. What did you want us to know? Uh, the rest of these movies are just kind of sentimental movies that I watched as a kid. So hey, that's fine. I, I just I like want it. to preface that. Um, so the next one is Home Alone, which is yes. another John Hughes movie. 
Um, I I just think it's really funny. I love I loved the antics as a kid. Um, I loved the idea of this little boy outsmarting these grown adults. Joe Pesci. Um, Joe. Yeah. Pesci. It also has a. Gr- it's a great cast. It really is. Um. But yeah, I I don't really have anything to say about it. It's just a great movie, and I think it's funny and enjoyable, and um, definitely rewatchable. So I can relate to you on on the sentimental front. When I was thinking about like the top five Christmas movies, like almost everyone that came to my mind was like nostalgic. When I was watching movies as a kid, those were like every, almost every movie that came to my mind. So I feel mm-hmm. you there. Yeah, I just. Like I said, like we talked about earlier, I just don't really care for Christmas movies or like holiday movies. And so it was easier for me to come up with sentimental ones than anything else. So, but yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. (laughs) I don't think I've seen Home Alone all the way through. Like I think I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV, but I don't think I've ever seen Home Alone. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and Home Alone 3. And that's it. I know that there's been several more, and apparently yeah. there was supposed to be a remake that they were going to come oh, out with Lord. this year. And the put it on kid Disney from Plus. Jojo Rabbit, which yeah, I would watch. Ellie Kemper was supposed to be the mom, and someone else—I don't remember who it was—but someone was supposed to be the dad. And I was like, "This is not a bad cast," but Disney Disney scrapped it because oh. of COVID. So oh, lots of man. people were like, "Thank goodness," but I was like, "But I think it would have been." sort of fun, fun at least for what is that kid- dude's name uh I the jojo rabbit kid i i don't i don't remember, uh, I don't remember. Ro- griffin davis oh, roman yeah. roman griffin davis was the That's blonde kid but then the other kid I don't oh it was the him. other kid yes hold please um uh, imdb is loading it was not a good time Archie to be Yates. a Nazi. It, it's not a very good time to be a Nazi. I'm going to go home. I need to cuddle with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> he was so great. I lo- Archie Yates, that's his name. Archie, I knew it was like an extremely yeah. British name. Uh, My number four, wait, is it my number four? Oh, oh, oh I was four, laughing I because are you going to, is Home Alone 2 and Home Alone no. 3? <laughs> No, you're gonna it would have been an opposite order. That would have been number... so great. Because one, <laughs> Home Alone really one would have been your number one. <laughs> yeah, it would have. It would have gone another. Like it would have been Home Alone three, two, yeah, and one. That would have been funny. Have you guys? I mean, I know Isaac has heard John Mulaney stand up. Uh, Eric, have you ever listened to John Mulaney? I have not. Okay, well, he talks about Home Alone 2, and he's like, I understand how he was lost in New York. It's a grid system. And he, uh, he's like, the streets are numbered, and just goes on about it. And anyway, listen to John Mulaney, everyone. He, Go ahead, Isaac. I know four. exactly what you're talking about, and I remember <laughs> how he ends one of his, like, the taxi man, like, roasting. Uh, yeah. What's his character's name? Um, the kid. Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Okay. I couldn't think of it. I was going to go Macaulay. Uh, but... Macaulay Culkin. My number f- is like 40, which is weird. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I keep interrupting you. No, nah, that's fine. Um, my number four, we don't care about Christmas anyway. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> my number four is love. Actually, here's the thing. People may not know about me. You guys may not know about me. I love a good romantic comedy. Like love actually is kind of the quintessential romantic comedy. Cause you have like three different love stories happening at once. But it's like a feel good. It's a it's a 2003 movie. It's kind of problematic, but what wasn't in the early 2000s? You know what I mean? You know what's a better movie than that movie? What any other Christmas movie? <laughs> Ooh, I, hot take! It's a hot, hot take. take. I hate Love Actually. Why is that? Well, first of all, I hate those kind of movies where it's like multiple storylines at the same time. I don't want to do that, which is ironic considering how much I love like the Colin MCU Firth and, stuff and like. Hugh Grant. It's got a great cast. It's, I'm Mason. not. I'm not. I'm not hating on the cast. I mean, and Rick Emma Grimes. Thompson's in it. Carl. 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 Um, he is in that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got a great cast. I just I hate those kind of movies. Um. I, There's got to be something that specific that you don't like about Love Actually. 
I hated all of the characters. There was not a character that I was like rooting for. Everyone, like I say, everyone. Liam Neeson's character was good. I liked his character. It, he's a it was a sad storyline. Yeah, it was a sad storyline. And then um, ends up happy at the end. But the whole like, uh, what's his face from The Walking Dead? recording his best friend's wedding and then only paying attention to the bride because he's in love with her that's creepy and weird like you had your chance and you blew it like move mm. on it's um, a principle alan rickman's thing. it's it's the principle, it's the principle uh alan rickman's character is the worst um and what happens so in that sad. plot he oh he's like on her the whole time and he bought a necklace for his mistress oh yeah and emma thompson found it thinking he bought her something sweet and thoughtful and then when she opens up her gift on christmas it's some cd which can be a thoughtful gift but she had it had high expectations for this beautiful necklace what happens do they but they end up making up right like he apologize they, and stuff, they right? stay together but is it a happy relationship i don't know i think a lot of it has to do with my own issues yeah. with relationships <laughs> i also hate like i don't i'm not a big rom-com person like i say i don't like rom-coms i do like rom-coms i have mixed feelings about them well, a lot of the time uh, but i think that has more to do with me as a person than anything uh, the well my only defense for all the very legitimate reasons you presented for love actually not being a good movie is the prime minister driver singing good king wenseless is pretty great it's funny because he has a really bellowing that. voice that surprises everyone in the scene not like it and then another thing sorry i just thought about that i don't even remember that um happening but uh Hugh Grant's character, he keeps calling the girl he's allegedly in love with fat. Like, yeah, she's fat, but like, you know, she's she's got a good personality. Like, no, you don't have to you don't have to call her fat. I said it was kind of problematic because it, it was the early well. 2000s. It is not it aged well. It did not well. age well. But at all. you know what? I admit that. I'm not sweeping it under the rug. I <laughs> I'm not attacking you. We need to kick. move on. I'm attacking this movie. Let's move on because we need. Uh, I've wasted up. way too much time on this. The only other thing I was gonna say <laughs> is that not that uh, nothing. I've said everything. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm so oh sorry. yeah, I don't have like, a dog in this fight. I don't like to. I, I will not sit down and be like, all right, I'm watching a rom com. But if I'm like, okay, this one I've heard a lot about, like, whatever, like. When Harry Met Sally, mm -hmm. to all the boys I've loved before, like a like a bunch from the last uh, thirty or forty years, and like okay, yeah, I'll watch that, but not like any yeah. old rom com. You know what I mean? I was yes, I was very like defensive against, like resistant to watching this movie, and my roommate Sadie and our friend Jacob they both were like we ha you have to watch it it's so good and i was mad the entire time because every character i got to know more i was i was like they are the worst why are we watching this anyway Liam eric Neeson's what is your worst. he's not the worst he, you're right eric, eric what's, what's your, your number first? three we literally probably spent like way too much time i'm so sorry i'm not sorry for no, my that's opinion funny. You have me interested in watching this now, so good. I might have to go check it out one of these well, days. Well, Eric, you'll probably love it. You know what? Because <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty I'll, good movie, honestly. Yeah, I do like this. <laughs> I almost made so Olivia like choke on her water. <laughs> I, I, I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> my number three Christmas movie, I was going to say, my numbers one through three, my three through one, they're, they're interchangeable. I had a really tough time uh, trying to nail this down, so... It could be any of these could be pretty much my number one, but my number three is a animated Japanese animated movie called Tokyo Godfathers directed Ooh. by Satoshi Kon. Um, the late great Satoshi Kon. The movie is about uh, three homeless people. Um, one of them is a middle-aged alcoholic and gambling addict. The other one is a, a drag queen and the other, the last character is a, a runaway teen that thinks she knows more about the world than she actually does. And while they're dumpster diving one day on Christmas Eve, they find an abandoned baby in the trash. And the story pretty much just revolves around them 
as they try to search for the baby's family. Um, it's a really heartfelt and, and touching movie. It's probably the most heartfelt movie on my list. And it, it's kind of a retelling and riff off of the, the, the story of the three wise men. Oh, this sounds yeah. awesome. I was about to say, I think yes. I came across this when I was looking at lists, different lists of Christmas movies. Yeah, it's a, and I think it said it like described it as a retelling of the nativity scene. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, one of the most important and pretty much the driving theme for the plot and, and the characters is, uh, the story of redemption and correct me if I'm wrong, that's a core tenet to Christianity, right? So, um, there's a lot of parallels between this and Christianity and Christmas, this story particularly. And if you like animation, uh, hand-drawn animation, it's a must-watch. Uh, awesome. Ooh, yeah. yeah that's I won't give away too much in the plot, but um, it's a great movie. And the director, uh, he passed away in 2010, but he only directed five uh, movies. And he's not just one of the best like animated movie directors in Japan. He's just one of the best movie directors to come out of Japan. So, um a lot of the stuff he, he worked on influenced a lot of future movies like Black Swan and, and Inception. Um, Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Darren what Aronofsky. What was the name of this movie? Uh, this one is Tokyo Godfathers. I put um, this in my watch list. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and uh, his very first movie, not related to Christmas, is a movie called Perfect Blue. And Darren yes, Aronofsky, I've seen, yeah, I've seen he bought the rights one. to that movie just to remake one of the scenes in Requiem for a Dream. And Black Swan, a lot of people think that Black Swan is like a remake of Perfect Blue. Um, cool. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes. Yes, it's a, it is a great movie. And another fun fact, Satoshi Kon, he's a, like an apprentice. He was an apprentice to the director who did it, uh, Akira. So it's a great movie, must watch. Oh, Highly yeah, recommend right. it. Out of all the five movies, I recommend this one to watch the most. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You made an excellent yeah. case for, you've, you've compelled me. Compelled me though. um okay is it my three yeah yes yeah yes okay all right my my number three is elf uh i feel like that's a very common movie uh but i just i think it's really funny it's really i think it's also a cute movie like it's endearing um and Will Ferrell is hilarious in it. I always forget Zoe Deschanel is in it, mm-hmm. yeah, and because she has blonde hair, and I don't imagine her with blonde hair. But anyway, I think it's very quotable, rewatchable. Um, so that's it. That's what's the What's the best quote from Elf? I've seen Elf a lot, and I do like it, I, but it's not top top five worthy. I've only seen nine Christmas movies. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just leave me alone okay um i don't i don't know what the best elf quote is but i do really like the buddy the elf what's your favorite color um that one's really fun for me so i don't know what's your favorite quote from that movie um i don't remember uh i don't know also i, I, I love when he just screams in the department store santa's coming santa's coming I know him. Uh, Y'all know that Will Ferrell was like on the down and out after leaving SNL whenever he took Elf, and it just like turned him or turned his career around. Oh wow, that started like the Will Ferrell comedy era. Yeah, right. What a what a run he had with all those movies. He was pumping them out left and right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, nice pick. Um, Also, I was in New York last year around Christmas time, and the amount of times that Elf was quoted. And um, what was another one that was quoted? I don't remember. Elf was quoted a lot, though. Mean Streets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Isaac, you're number three. (laughs) The Irishman. (laughs) That's that's great. That's great. My number three is, and I'm going to, I don't know. I I, I don't have them numbered. I'm kind of like thinking on the fly. My number three is Black Christmas, 1974, released the same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it is set around Christmas. It is the story of a uh, fraternity house, Pi Beta, hold on a second. Is it Pi Beta Sigma? I think it's Pi Beta Sigma. And they're being terrorized by an intruder. And so one by one, like, 
various sorority sisters begin disappearing. And it is really scary because right at the beginning, you're put into the point of view of the killer who it, it, it's kind of like a, like a GoPro strapped to the, to the forehead type of perspective. And he enters the house. So right at the beginning, you know that someone is there and it's not heavy on jump scares. The tension is built impeccably. There are a couple really funny moments, but the highlight of the movie is every time he calls from his hiding place inside the huge house, it is the most menacing, like skin crawlingly terrifying, um, like phone threatening, you know, like you get, you get a call like scream. Does it, um, in horror movies, it's like, it sound- it's like, uh, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. Or like that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it like whatever. I don't know who, who voiced him in the, in black Christmas, but, it i was like this is so scary like some of the most scary like the the victim is listening to him over the phone um that's a major like plot mechanic and it is so well done is it is it like when the golden state killer would call his his uh rape victims mm-hmm. is it because that yeah, i mean it's kind of like that. i'm being sincere when i ask that i'm not i'm not being sarcastic no yeah no it, it it is like that and kind of like like it's pretty it's actually I would say very scary in Scream, uh, in the first scene with Drew Barrymore. But I've also scary. never seen Scream. You've never seen Scream? No, I but I know what I've... happens with Drew Barrymore. Oh, guys, Scream is, Scream is not. I mean, it's one of my all time favorite horror movies, but it is probably in my top twenty movies, like favorite movies of all time. Oh. Like that, that's how much I love it. That's saying a lot. Oh, I did yeah. not. I did not know that. We can get into that another time, <laughs> but that's my that is my number three. Nice. Okay, all my, right, Eric. My number, number two. two is uh, another nostalgic. Uh, growing up in the fam household, uh, classic movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, okay. first, you've never seen. I've never seen. No. Yeah. Um, I know. It's a uh, it it was one that we ha- had on VHS and we just constantly watched not just during like Christmas but during Halloween just like pretty much year round because um, it was su- such a rewatchable movie like growing up and I wish more movies were this runtime it's like seventy five minutes long and it does so much to tell the story and the it universe really of of Halloween Town of Christmas Town. And all the characters in it. Um, Jack Skellington is like the coolest character that I like admired growing up. And the music is incredible. Um, I have like, I watched, rewatched it the other night and I have, I still have the song stuck in my head. So this is uh, Halloween. This is <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. It's so, yep. it's so, good. It, it's so good. So uh, I could go on and on about the nightmare before Christmas, but I have it at well, number two just because it's, it's so nostalgic for me. I think you should go on and on because I'll just come out and say it. it's my number one. Oh, yes. And All I have right. a couple of reasons for why it's my number one. Um, when, like I said, like Christmas movies and I grew up, it was like, it's a wonderful life was a staple. There were a couple others. We would always watch like kind of a nativity reenactment, but I like <laughs> the, the nightmare before Christmas was kind of this like holy grail like it's it's scary it's sacrilegious don't you're not supposed to watch it that yeah. that, that was my experience growing up uh-huh. knowing about it but not being allowed to watch it so when i was a senior in high school uh fall of 2000 or winter of 2012 it snowed like 18 inches on christmas day and it was the coolest experience um i don't know if it snowed in fort smith for you guys but uh, do you, do you remember that year? I it snowed my very first Christmas in Fort Smith, but I don't remember it snowed in 2012. It, it Central Arkansas got a ton of snow, and like it was just a good time, like good year for my family. Like we all we all went and sledded, and like the internet got knocked out. But like I streamed a Nightmare Before Christmas before that internet went out but i watched with my little sister i was like hey i want to watch this movie and uh 
for the first time. So there's just like, it's surrounded by good memories, but every time I've revisited it, I'm like, animation is so good. Like animation was really hard then too. And that's kind of like that early period Burton is the Burton I respect and admire the most. Like hit that Beetlejuice Batman. Um, Those are, uh, those are probably like my three favorite Burton movies. Um, But, uh, but also, also last thing about it, uh, the night I was watching it with Liz, my sister, my mom comes in. It was it was Christmas Eve. And she goes, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "We're watching a Nightmare Before Christmas." And like it was just me and Liz, like in a room, like just us watching it. And my mom goes, "Um, I don't want you to watch this. This is like kind of sacrilegious." And I was like, "Mom, like it's fine. This movie's rated like PG." And she was like, okay, well, I don't want you to watch this because it is Christmas Eve and your family's here. And like, I think my brother was in town uh, and (laughs) I was just like, no one's like doing anything. We're going to finish this movie. Like, I just like, and I was respectful as a, as a son growing up, but I just straight up was like, yeah, that's not really a good reason for us to not watch this. And she just like got mad and left. (laughs) So mom i love you we we love mrs sims mrs this sims podcast. wonderful wonderful woman tamara tamara right yes yes tamara sims she's a she's a very nice lady yeah she's great um, um that's my number one sorry i went on but it is my no one. you're good i i love that you guys both have that on your list i feel like if i had seen it it would probably be on my list i do appreciate the animation from yes. what i've seen of the film it's it's film. also like the the ending scene with uh with jack and sally is just really sweet and it's like you don't expect it to be and you're like oh this is like heartwarming but i didn't think it was gonna be like this going into can i just tell you that what little i know about that movie comes from um link 182's hit punk rock song (laughs) i miss you that uh i was also obsessed with fallout boy when i was in middle school and jack or pete wentz was obsessed with it and he had like jack's face tattooed on him and i was like oh what is that about and so i looked into it more but really the bulk of it comes from playing kingdom hearts 2 oh right yeah so oh. nice i forgot about yeah. that it was i mean i really where are game. you <laughs> that was I'm good i'm so sorry <laughs> i should have opened with that song although uh, great song great song. next time next time all right. Wait a second. My favorite uh, Jack Skellington quotes are he's singing, and I'll remember how it goes. But he says, There's children throwing snowballs instead of heads. They're build- busy building toys, <laughs> and absolutely no one's dead. <laughs> you know, there's like, there's a, there's, he has two different voice actors, like one for singing and one for like his just acting slash voice lines. Mm-hmm. And he has like three lines where he's not singing in the movie. Which is- <laughs> yeah. Since I'm dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. You got to watch it, Olivia. The animation okay. alone is, is so worth it. We should do a watch party. That'd be fun. Yeah. I like how we keep talking about doing watch parties. And we never, never ever do done it, them. I think we should do it soon for something. It's a great idea. Anyway, we'll talk it's about that. just off, a matter of coordination. Here. Yeah. All right. Who's, whose turn is you it? You are up for your number two. Yeah. My number two is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, yeah. the, the 2002 or three one with Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. It Fun fact, Ron Howard and I have the same hometown, although he Whoa. lived there for maybe like three seconds. I well, don't think he lived We got to back up a second. Ron Howard directed that movie? Yeah. I forgot I think I knew that. That's wild. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, he directed it. Um, <laughs> fellow fellow Ginger. <laughs> we got to stay strong. Um, but yeah, I, that's just one of my favorite holiday movies. Uh, that one is also quote, like quoted a lot in my family. Um, we quote it even not around the holiday season. So it just is sentimental to me. And I, I mean, I feel like it, the Grinch is kind of a classic story, right? I mean, yes. um, of course, it's based off Dr. Seuss, and everyone loves Dr. Seuss, even though he, as a person, was terrible. But we'll not get into that right now. I did, he, I love, he, Dr. Seuss as a person was terrible. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, are you being serious? 
He was canceled. I honestly don't know anything about Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. So he was, well, we, he was married and he got like really sick and he had a nurse like a, live with them mm. and he ended up divorcing his wife, having an affair with a nurse, divorcing his wife and then getting married to the nurse. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he wasn't as... He was a great, great author, though. It sounds like a subplot in uh, Love Actually. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's my number two. Uh, Isaac, what was your number two? My number two is going to be my final reveal. Okay. Yes. Um, so am so I am my, number one? Yeah. You, you do your number one, then I'll do my number two, and we'll go to Olivia. All right. I think uh, we all could have seen this one coming. Uh, from a mile away <laughs> my number one is going to let's be let's all say it together die, die hard, hard. Yes. yeah nailed it um it's not just one of my favorite not, it's just not my favorite christmas movie it's one of my favorite it, it's definitely in my top 20 top 25 movies all time for me yep um have you seen it so you've seen it, isaac oh yeah yeah it's a if you seen I it, have- so good parts of it okay. i've never seen okay. it from beginning to end my parents both really love it and so i remember growing up seeing it in pieces yeah. but never from beginning to end yeah. so that's that's why it has such a nostalgic thing for me because my dad he showed me that was one of the movies he like raised me up on and my dad is like the whole reason why i love all the 90s and 80s action movies is he, he showed me all those growing up and that's why i have such an affinity for him um but yeah, I I don't know what you can say about Die Hard that hasn't been said. It's one of the greatest action movies ever. Uh it has Bruce Willis when he actually cared about acting in movies. Um Alan Rickman in one of his best roles as Hans Gruber. Uh there's so many insane quotable lines in it too. Uh of course iconic Yippie Kaye. Um, and when he puts like the he kills one of the de- the Germans and he writes on his sweater like now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. Uh, yeah and then my favorite one of my underrated line from the movie is uh one of the the terrorists is fall uh falling out like 40 40 uh floors out of the building and one of the cops goes oh i hope is that i hope that is not a hostage (laughs) like that's a really insane thing to say when you see a body flying like out of the sky (laughs) but uh but yeah, on top of it being like one of the best action movies ever, it there are some Christmas themes, right? Oh it's, yeah, it's about John McClane wanting to re- reconnect with his wife and his family, with, and family of course is super Christmas important. hostage movie. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, of course it takes place during a Christmas party, and there's a crack it, or cokehead in it, and I mean it's it's such great. I love it. So that's my number one. I didn't expect right. you to dig it, Bruce Willis, but. Okay. I man, Prime, Prime Bruce Willis was one of my favorites. It, yeah. It's he's so been in some duds. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. Um, what he's what he's been doing uh, in the movies lately. Um, I was gonna. I can't remember what I was gonna say about Die Hard. Um. Oh 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 yes. Okay. So Die Hard's the one where he gets off the plane, and the whoever he's t- sitting next to on the plane says when you get to your hotel room just take your shoes and socks off right that's the reason he's barefoot the whole movie right yeah. yes yes have y'all ever done have y'all ever had that feeling that he's describing in that movie uh Where i don't you take so. your shoes and socks off and you feel the carpet no i mean i don't think i've ever paid that close attention to okay that. i know exactly like that the the feeling that he's talking about and it doesn't happen. It usually happens after I like swim and I come okay. home and okay. it's, it's like, Oh man, like I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, and sometimes it happens when I'm not swimming, but it's very rare. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like having that die hard, like, <laughs> like That's, sensation. That might be how I feel whenever I step barefoot on like fresh cut grass. Uh, yes. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He is barefoot in this for like, those feet get cut. Tarantino up. was probably going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh brother. Right. Um my number two is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh. Okay. And there there it is set like like 
there's a Christmas tree up in different areas. It's also like Christmas adjacent, I would argue, because for us flyover film country, flyover flyover country folks, uh, any movie with snow is kind of like makes you think about Christmas, like being inside and being warm. And the the movie is like it's a drama comedy adventure, um, but it's like there's snow everywhere. So I would argue like it's perfect to watch any time of year, but it's a perfect winter movie, and hence a that's how I that's how I feel about the Harry Potter movies, especially like the first few. I I mean, I would say the Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies too, because there's Christmas there's There's a Christmas pivotal Christmas scene in each one, basically. Yeah, especially the first one. Yeah, but I I I felt like that was I don't know I didn't want to go with them anyway. Um, I. I saw actually that movie on several lists as well. So I don't think you're alone in that. Okay. When you, when you say that like the snow reminds you of Christmas, would you consider the shining a Christmas? (laughs) Mm, Do they celebrate Christmas? I I don't think they do. I don't remember. But when, when I was thinking about it, I thought about putting the shining on the list because snow and winter, the weather, Mm -hmm. the setting is such a huge part of the story. Not a huge part, but it's part of the story, right? Yeah part of the feeling of the shining i'm leaning to the side not because i want you to be wrong and i'm argumentative but i'm leaning more to the side that i don't think it is a christmas movie like i I, like if if there's a tree or something like my thing is like if there's a tree in the background (laughs) at one point it is a christmas movie and i just can't remember but i could be wrong i I don't think there is um i think the snow is the only reason why i would even consider that so um, the Grand Budapest Hotel was nominated for nine Oscars in 2015 and won Best Original Score for Alexandre Desplat. De- Des- Desplat? Des- I used to say Desplat, and I know that's not right. It's my uh, Arkansan coming out. Best Production Design, Adam Stockhausen. Best Costume Design, Milena Cananero. And Best Best makeup and hairstyling. Tilda Swinton is unrecognizable in this movie. Um, oh, it's that movie she's unrecognizable yep. in. Yep. Okay. It's okay. so it's so funny. He's like, he's uh, Ray Fiennes is like the the main character. I'm Gustav, and he's like <laughs> looking at Tilda Swinton's character in the casket because she gets killed, and he goes, "Oh, oh, darling, you look so beautiful. I don't know what cream they're giving you down at the morgue, but I want some." <laughs> It's so funny. That was a really good Ray Fines. <laughs> Thank really you. Yeah, that was that was good. Appreciate it. See, I told you I had some more up my sleeve. Uh, a couple other great, a, a couple other great quotes is when toward the end, uh, Zero and M. Gustav are running away from Adrian Brody, who's trying to kill them. Adrian Brody's mustache in this movie is great. Uh, he goes. <laughs> I'm going to blast your candy ass once and for all. And he like takes out his pistol and starts shooting them. It's so funny. And then also, of course, get your hands off my lobby boy. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Food Festival tells is a classic. I didn't really think of it as a Christmas movie, but now I definitely take it. It's a good one. Yeah. Nice pick. Nice pick. Thanks. Olivia, what is your number one? My number one is a Christmas story. Uh, when I think of Christmas, and how we celebrate it in my house, I, A Christmas Story is pretty much on all the time because uh, I think every year since I can remember, TBS has played it for like 24 hours, uh, starting on like Christmas Eve at like six or seven and just plays it on, re- on repeat. And so that's just, it was kind of always on. And I just think about my family which is ironic because my brother hates this movie. He hates it so much. He's like, anytime my dad turns it to a Christmas story on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, he's like, I'm going to my room. I don't want to watch this anymore. Or he's like, I'm not watching this stupid movie. And my mom gets really upset because she's like, but it's it's what we watch every year. And he's like, yeah, exactly. But that being said, it's just really funny to me. I love the movie. Um we quote it again. It's another movie we quote all the time in my family year round. Um, so that's, that's it. These it's, movies are, go ahead. Does it make you think it's... of fudge? <laughs> no. Does it make you think of fudge? Yeah. 
Because he didn't say fudge. I, I've never. Oh. So, uh, You've never maybe, seen uh, it. I have. I. I've, I'm not big on the Christmas movie scene, so I've not <laughs> seen like these classics that, that you guys have. <laughs> Um, we're no, gonna get like he, excommunicated from Letterboxd <laughs> after this. <laughs> you guys get oh, that's hilarious. Oh man, it, yeah. I was gonna say it's crazy how like so many of these Christmas movies are so quotable. Um, mm-hmm. I think I use like like quotes from Christmas Vacation on like a week a weekly basis. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so many. I, I think all these movies I mentioned, I quote on a weekly basis for mm-hmm. sure yeah so so yeah yep i say I, I say this is halloween at least once <laughs> once a week i only say it on the 31st of october that's good that's a good day <laughs> i it's just something Same. about that day that makes me feel like whatever you know the last what? day of october is this is halloween <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know what you guys this is halloween, halloween. we're running over on time but i want to recap real quick i feel like for some of our listeners they're gonna be like this was the weirdest uh top five (laughs) of christmas movies it was a very diverse very diverse i appreciate that uh because i I feel like we all have or no we all have very taste good taste in movies and you know what you can't say that our picks are boring so number five for me it's a wonderful life good classic number five for olivia mean girls not one you would think of but a heck of a watch any day of the week, including Christmas, holiday season. Number especially five. Christmas. Yeah, especially Christmas. Number five for Eric, Christmas Vacation, obviously cult classic. Holiday special, number four for me, Love Actually. Hotly contested within this episode. <laughs> number four for Olivia, Home Alone. Number four for uh, Eric is The Night Before. Number three for me, Black Christmas. Number three for Olivia, Elf. Number three for Eric, Tokyo Godfathers. We'll have to go watch that. Um, I looked it up. I think you can rent it on Prime. So for all our listeners out there. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel, number two for me. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ron Howard, classic from Olivia, number two. Number two, Nightmare Before Christmas for Eric, which is my number one. Eric's number one is Die Hard, of course. And number one for Olivia is A Christmas Story. Guys, this was great a good, picks. All, this great was, picks. This was a great, yeah. great episode. Great picks. I, I like how we didn't have a lot of overlapping picks. No, I feel like this really is the didn't. first time we haven't had a whole lot of overlap. The only overlap was a Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. And that's yeah. universally, universally loved. Sorry. For two <laughs> out of three people on this. <laughs> okay. Call. I just. You're Again, gonna go I watch it. You're gonna go lot. watch it, and you're gonna like it. It's only seventy minutes. Only seventy minutes. I love a good lean. Yep. I love a Halloween tall, versus Christmas. Tall, skinny Halloween guy. I like my. I don't. No, I'm not gonna do that. I was gonna make a Jack Skellington <laughs> joke. <laughs> tall and dead. <laughs> that's that's how. I, no, no, I don't want to make that joke. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been our Christmas episode, everyone. We hope you had as much fun as we did listening to and it. If you didn't, don't <laughs> tell us. Yeah. It's fact, okay. We were leave a five-star review on Apple. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share this with someone you think might enjoy it. And I think that's it. We're going to... Our next episode is going to be our top t- top movies of 2020. Mm-hmm. And it will come out, I think, on January second. So look out for that. I think so. Yeah. And y'all have anything? Happy else? holidays. Happy holidays. Yes, enjoy happy holidays. enjoy this time. Holidays. You know what? COVID couldn't take Christmas from us. But Christmas we know can take of. COVID. I don't know. Uh, the power <laughs> right. of Christmas might be able to. You, you never know. You know what? I think you're on to something. I, I'm gonna call the scientists oh. right now. I'll, like I don't know what cold plays the scientist. <laughs> yes, can you Thank get you, me Eric. in touch with Coldplay? <laughs> Will they try okay, to we... fix you? <laughs> um, only if it's all yellow. Uh, what? What is all yellow? It. All right. I don't know. We're Viva la vida. Over. Sorry, ready set podcast.
Viva La Vida. Yeah, but that's there that's is. great. Viva La Vida, everybody. Say la vie. Say la vie. And should all acquaintance be forgot? Uh oh, real quick, my sister used to think <laughs> that the lyrics to that song were should all <laughs> should all the plankton be forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Then all the whales would die. <laughs> she, she legitimately those were the <laughs> lyrics to Old Lang Syne. <laughs> what oh a family. The Sims family for you. Bro, the Sims. Y'all need to oh, come man. Christmas with us. All right. Solid. All right. Uh, we need to Who wrap now? up. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for Merry listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler.